I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mark keeps doing impressions of RuPaul from RuPaul's Drag Race, and I can't understand what RuPaul is saying. No, I I, I can't work it out. But I actually think, just to like get it straight back onto the topic that we talk about, <laughs> there's a lot in RuPaul's Drag Race which is just like wrestling. Right, yeah. There's a okay. lot of promo work. There's <laughs> yes. a lot of absurd costumes. And there's loads and loads of catchphrases. Yeah. Catchphrases like in wrestling that aren't making any sense no. at all. You don't go, oh, what a clever thing to say. <laughs> You've really done she well. She already had her. She already had her. See, look, you're, yeah. you've never heard it before. No. And you're like, that is a good catchphrase. <laughs> 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 Welcome, Russell B. Peter. Russell B. Mark. She already had her. Welcome to what is officially, Pete, officially, yes, officially. the ninth biggest wrestling podcast in the world. <laughs> Not... On, My on Patreon. word. <laughs> is there any other type? No. Oh, Chris well, Jericho. Not in our case, increasingly not. Yeah, I can't work out. Like Chris Jericho, maybe they don't class it as wrestling. Right. Because he talks to a lot of people who, for example, don't think the Sandy Hook shootings happened. Yes. So... Okay. <laughs> he's not He's not giving them a platform. He's asking the questions. That's all it is. Asking a question. I'm not being racist. Yes. My co-host <laughs> is. <laughs> the person I'm giving money and the option of publicity to. <laughs> I don't know if he has a patron. A, a patron. I'm sure he does. Mm. But for some reason, they've gone, oh, it's not wrestling mm. um, I mean it is who's probably who? to get around the Patreon rules yeah. I actually it, I imagine there's a lot of fringe stuff you're not allowed on YouTube or uh, Patreon or anything that involves money and yeah. advertising that you'll get through if you, if you do wrestling because you know it's just nobody watches it no, that's true. but who is going to be following Chris Jericho you go, I'm not interested in wrestling no true but this yeah. guy seems really interesting <laughs> you know it's, it's not going to happen but yeah we are we are officially the ninth um, mm. a lot of people have pointed out that the list which was put together by uh, WrestleNomics who are a, a really good uh, account who look at the financial side of wrestling yeah. and the sort of the, the, the TV figures and things like that. Mm. They're very interested in the economics of mm. wrestling. As are the tax people, I imagine. Yes. Well, I mean, it is one of those things that a lot of people don't aren't interested in and mm. that's great for wrestling. Yes. You know, it's a it's a multi-billion dollar industry that <laughs> everyone no is very, very much like, oh, that looks shit. <laughs> <laughs> no VAT this year. <laughs> and uh, they put together a list of the, the you know, the, the, the biggest sort of numbers of subscribers when mm. it comes to uh, wrestling uh, patrons, the yes. patrons. Now, the, the the important part of that is they did miss some people out. 
Right. Uh, and there are some people who are bigger than us. Yeah. Um, to the point that I think we might be number 10 overall. Okay. But officially, Pete, number nine, because they've missed them out. <laughs> exactly. Look, we're not going to tell people how to do their jobs. No. So, I mean, all I, what I want to do is I want to say, look, there's a lot of forward momentum for this show <laughs> as it comes to what was probably going to be the last nine episodes. <laughs> and I, I just, if you if you haven't got involved in the Patreon, uh, you know, I know people hate hearing people talk about Patreons when mm. they're not part of it. Yeah. When you are part of it, you're like, I understand. I understand and, why this is brilliant. And th- this bit isn't annoying because you're like, yum, yum, yum. I've Delicious. got the whole of this show that is coming up mm. rather all than being spread out of my, like, over a month. Yeah. Get it all now. All in one chunk. And chunk. extra things. Yeah, not um, to get all my life. I would love, Pete, and it's just a small thing, I would love us to be the number one podcast in the wrestling <laughs> Patreon yes, world. I would too. Um, because that would mean we would be doing, what, four or five times the numbers? <laughs> yes. uh, and that would be a lovely way to retire. That would be a lovely <laughs> way to retire. <laughs> I, I mean, even four or five times the numbers would not make us able to retire in any way. No. No. No, no, no. But, I mean, it'd be better than what we've got now. (laughs) 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 Patreon.com votes as WrestleMania. It's really good, though. Like If you've never read the newsletter, pop on for a month. And if you don't like it, pop off. I guarantee you won't pop off, though. No. Once you pop, you can't stop. High retention rates. Yes. Um, Can Conrad Thompson say the same? (laughs) From the figures, yes. (laughs) Um, So today, uh, we're going to be looking at uh, the show that that follows uh, WrestleMania 35. Not chronologically, there are other ones. Mm. Uh, But I'm letting you know where we are in the general milieu. Um, We we haven't changed the format, suddenly, is what I'm saying. Uh, We're going to be looking at Crown Jewel uh, 2019. Happened at the uh, King Fired Stadium on the 31st of October in 2019. Indeed. Uh, could have been Halloween Havoc um, if that wasn't illegal in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> You're allowed Havoc. Yeah. Halloween, no, no, yeah. no allowed. I, I did have a little look at some of the, the sort of like laws of Saudi Arabia yeah. in relation to this show. Yes. Um, I, I mean, a number of people could legitimately have been stoned um, yes. for taking part either in uh, angles on, uh, you know, previous to this show mm-hmm. or in their own private lives. So, for example, <laughs> the, the penalty if you are a married person for adultery is stoning. Yes. Um, and so Lana in this in this uh, angle, mm. she actually appears on this show. Yes. She's um, having an affair with Bobby Lashley. Right. And her husband, uh, Rusev, is absolutely devastated. Mm. Now, they have carried that storyline over. Okay. And Rusev is furious with Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. And Lana appears with Bobby Lashley. And in if that had happened in Saudi Arabia... Mm. I mean, in reality, or in storyline, never quite sure how strict they <laughs> how are. Strict they are. Um, Bobby Lashley and Lana would have been stoned. Could have had a kayfabe stoning, I suppose. Good gimmick match. Look, I, and also, I also looked at the rules of um, Saudi Arabia, and certainly back in 20, 2009, 2011, um, you weren't allowed to uh, walk a dog around because uh, men would use cats and dogs to make passes at women and pester families, uh, violating proper behaviour in public schools. So that obviously means that uh, the big dog yeah. isn't allowed, no. should not be allowed to just walk around willy and nilly. That is, that is I, I like the idea. That so you, Hogan's you, lost a man there. <laughs> I like the idea that you'd see like the British Bulldogs as well. Yeah. And you'd go, the dangerous thing about Dynamite Kid is he's got a dog that might attract, he, he can pest the families women, with. Yeah. Yeah, no, if no, a man no. is caught with a pet, the pet will be immediately confiscated and the man will be forced to sign a document pledging not to repeat the act. How do you pester a family with a cat? I don't. And it, but, it, but it's been <laughs> done enough. It, wouldn't you? It's been done enough. 
that they've had to go, we need to make a law yeah, about this. That, that's the funny things about rules like this. You sort of go, what's, it's the thing that you sort of go, that's a silly rule. But then you go, I want to see what happened. Yeah. I want to see what happened to make this happen. What, what you don't realise is this had become an absolute torrential problem. Um, <laughs> thousands of cases a day. Amazing. Um, so this is the second WWF event that was promoted under the, the Crown Jewel title. Yes. Um, and it's the fourth, which was uh, of the Saudi Arabian shows mm. that WWE did as part of a 10-year partnership in support of Saudi Vision 2030. Mm. Um, the last one that took place was the one after this, uh, which was Super Showdown uh, 2020, where the main event was The Fiend versus Goldberg. Mm. And that was the last one before the pandemic hit. Yeah. And everything has sort of now gone on a hiatus. Mm. Um, what you will see, this show is great for... <laughs> the Saudi stuff around it. Yeah. And they've got over the initial thing of the press going really furious about, you know, the, the murder, for example, of the journalist uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Mm. And they were like, you're going over there in the wake of this. You know, mm. this is all blood money and this is a tyrannical regime. Give it a year. <laughs> yeah. Give it a year. But they've got to that point and now everyone's like, they go every three months. So that story's disappeared. Yeah. What happens in, at the end of this show is 200 of the WWF's wrestlers and staff <laughs> are held hostage <laughs> by the Saudi Arabian government. So it, what what looks like it's no longer a disaster mm. suddenly becomes the biggest disaster of all. <laughs> so we will talk about that. It is it is an amazing story. One actually that in the in the sort of whole wrestling world, the hostage taking in Saudi Arabia of this huge amount of wrestlers mm has been very, very little talked about. The mm. people who have talked about it tend to be the people who have heard about it from the wrestlers. Yeah. I don't think yet any wrestler has actually particularly gone on record and said, here is legitimately what happened. No, I think some of them have sort of spoke. But then people like Corey have sort of talked about it from what I've read, but you never know whether he's having a bit of a giggle or not. Mm. You know, Because he was, I think he was one of the, whoever kind of, We'll come on to it, obviously, but the people who sort of had to leave early, who were named on a SmackDown, the SmackDown or Raw, what, what, yes, yeah. whatever was happening the next night in America, they were on the, an early flight, and it was the rest of them that got absolutely Completely fucked dumped, over. Absolutely dumb. <laughs> and I think part of the reason the story hasn't been told is that none of them really know what happens. If you are a hostage, quite often you're the person with the least amount of information about what's going on, uh, and that is what happens, and they are yeah. literally just stuck on a plane for 24 hours, yeah. um, and they are a pawn in a big game between billionaires. Didn't, didn't, you can't trip all reds off. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they're, they're just Come too... out wearing their clothes. <laughs> Jamarcus Shoggy's clothes. The, oh, um... yes, I'm Jamarcus Shoggy. No, he definitely left. He's like three foot shorter and he's wearing trainers. Where do shoes go? We're, we're, we're very good at coming up with laws. We're less good at sort of like, you know, magic tricks. <laughs> Another thing which I believe probably is why illegal they got me in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> probably that's why they got the WWE. Look, we're not here to kick the shit out of Saudi Arabia, but they could do with a couple of, yeah. couple of swift ones. Well, all. considering we watched three hours of propaganda yes, for the exactly. state. It, it, it's it, not worked, has it? No, it feels important that we sort of like don't give in to that. Um, but, but I tell you, what downtown Riyadh looked absolutely beautiful oh the buildings that oh, weird building so clean <laughs> the building clean and, oh. and it never zoomed in further than like a, a, a telephoto camera yeah. from across a car park yeah so clean so clean all the blood hosed so off clean. beautiful um this is the first one of the Saudi Arabia shows that the undertaker doesn't appear on 
Yes, um, <laughs> oh, but he was there briefly, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He turned up to the uh, Riyadh Season Grand Parade opening representing he, he the like WWE. Little, he had a little float, a little he undertaker. Did. He did. I, 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 mean, I love the fact as well that he's I... like, every time I've been there, it's a disaster. <laughs> it's, it's just been awful. But I'm I not getting to it. for some of that money. <laughs> I just love a little <laughs> bit. So out he goes on a parade yeah. um, through the streets. <laughs> Very interested in that sort of like Riyadh opening. Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen it in London, but but they the, the, the some of these sort of wealthier Arab countries have that sense of a season and everybody heads to London for a season and there's almost like Like a fashion week yeah exactly Mm. that it has a sort of date where people go and of course the big thing is everyone importing their sports cars so that when you're in Knightsbridge you can suddenly tell when the season has started because all it is is you know cars that are worth more than you your mum and dad and all your friends houses (laughs) just those kind of like Maserati kind of cars and upwards Mm. where they've got that kind of gold very reflective gold kind of thing how have you done that I don't don't know how it works it's magic but why why bring your car to the busiest place on earth I know you <laughs> want people gonna get to ding? see it you're going to get a ding aren't yeah. you you're going to get a little little summing I understand why people did it in the 80s because they didn't have like Instagram yes. well now you've got Instagram you don't need to bring it into like the borough of Westminster <laughs> no <laughs> paying the congestion charge on a Maserati <laughs> unbelievable um, also ultra low emissions zone I shouldn't imagine yes. any of those cars will get that <laughs> but then I'm acting like if you're fined it's a problem yeah exactly you know I mean football is just like the, the amount of footballers who've just like, parked their car somewhere and they've received a ridiculous amount of tickets and just like written it off yeah. like, I'll, I'll pay that for the rest of my life it's fine if you if you get a £60 parking fine <laughs> it, it absolutely ruins my week it ruins my week <laughs> but imagine just of just being the equivalent of going that'll be a third of a penny you go yes take it I'll have another two days um, this uh, is, is prefaced with they, they, they try and make it a, a big deal mm. and I quite like the fact that they try and make it a big deal and the show itself is quite beige and bland yeah. so they really do big it up they go history is forged by those who seize the moment by leaders by trailblazers by legends mm. and then you sort of go oh, now I've watched it that sounds absurd <laughs> it, it just sounds absolutely nonsense yeah the, the, the amount of Bollocks! They talk about the women's match. The amount of bollocks they talk about the Hogan versus uh, Flair stuff. Yep, and it's just like it's just it is very pedestrian. It is fun at times, but pedestrian. Yeah, and the fun thing I think comes out of their sort of like the when worlds collide. They mm. sort of they mention, which is the the two matches. First with Tyson Fury, mm. um, who is his promo video they have in the credits makes him seem like a much more charismatic and bigger wrestling star than anybody else on the roster. <laughs> yes. um, he is, he is. I mean, that little package, if you didn't know who Tyson Fury was before, and I've got to say I'm slightly guilty of that, mm. I knew him from the tabloids, mm. I knew him from he'd get fat and be funny, yeah. and there'd be photographs of him with his family and he'd just like be eating six tubs of Harbin Pog and Dars. <laughs> you know, I, I knew him from that. I didn't really kind of like understand, you know, the level of boxer he is. Yeah. Um, he's a fascinating character. We will talk about when we come to that. But he goes in the match against Braun Strowman. Mm. Um, and then we also get the match, which is uh, a rematch between uh, Brock Lesnar, who is now many, many years away from UFC, and the man who beat him for the UFC heavyweight title, um, Kane Velasquez. Um, he dethroned Brock Lesnar incredibly easily. <laughs> um, and this is the rematch that they've put together. This is very much in the wake, I think, of those, uh, I mean, most clearly the Floyd Mayweather Jr., 
versus Conor McGregor match. Yeah. And that thing of taking people from different disciplines and putting mm. them together to create that marquee match. Mm. I mean, that's something that really in the last five years has gone bananas. Yeah. You slightly forget, and you forgot when they, when they had the Conor McGregor match, that like Floyd Mayweather has beaten the big show at WrestleMania. <laughs> so they've always been doing things like this. Um, but at this point, they're obviously like, A, it's great for Saudi. When we've run out of legitimate legends, we've already spunked all them away. We've had Shawn Michaels last year and mm. Triple H. Neither of them want to come back. We've done, you know, Kane and Undertaker. Kane is now a mayor and he's not coming back to Saudi. Undertaker is too old to do it. Um, they They will have Goldberg next time. But what they've got here is going... Can we do something new? And yeah. because they've been paid so much money by the Saudi government for this 10-year deal, they are able to approach Tyson Fury and for $15 million, Jesus they get him to come in when he should be preparing for one of the biggest boxing matches of his <laughs> life. Um, and, you know, look, I I love it. I find the interest about these. It's never going to be amazing the actual in-ring quality. Mm. But I do like the reach for the stars element of going mash them together. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. Absolutely all for it. Um, the other slight change they've made to this show is they've got rid of the really obvious sofas and big seats. <laughs> yes, uh, that, they have. That, that all the shakes sit in around the ring. You can see there's still obviously a bit better a bit seating of that, yeah. mm. because they're quite spaced out <laughs> in the front bit. And they're, they're, but, but they are trying to bring the crowd forward a little bit. Yeah, and that and, does and make it look better. It does look better. Um, there were still like quite a lot of people, like even after the first match, still trying to find their seats. Yeah. Men just sort of going, am I over here? I don't know. I'm fairly certain Dave said I was over here. I think there is that thing, isn't there? Of, like, I, I, It always strikes me that there's very much a, it's very important how you are perceived in sort of Saudi Arabian culture. Yeah. Um, because I think if you're on the you know, way down, that can be a dangerous place to be. <laughs> so there is a lot of interest in seats and numbering yeah, and yeah. positioning. You find yourself in, in this country, you do find yourself, oh, right, we've come to a some kind of uh, business-to-business uh, conference. Oh, we've been locked in the hotel and uh, they are frozen all of our assets. It's, oh, dear. It's, it's very important, if I'm going to be looking at my phone for the next three hours, that I have a better seat than <laughs> someone I've worked with before in the past. Um, the first match we have is uh, Brock Lesnar against uh, Kane Velasquez. Oh, he wants his he wants his plane early home, doesn't he? Oh, he doesn't wants, he just put he me on first? Put me on first. I'm yeah. out of here, mate. But I mean, what a reaction Lesnar yeah. gets! There is actually a, a dark match, uh, which I don't think is even available on the network, mm. um, where there's a, a battle royal, yeah. where, where uh, which is one. Uh, it's, it's a match that is for a US title shot later in the card mm. against AJ Styles, and it's won by uh, the Mexican wrestler Humberto um, Carrillo. Oh. We will be meeting him later yes. and we will talk about him in depth. Um, <laughs> but we have uh, Brock comes out and what a reaction Brock, yeah. Brock Lesnar gets. I mean, he has an excellent theme. It's, uh, <laughs> he does. I, I, I put on, um, I, I had my Alexa in the bathroom today. I was having a shower and I normally put on like Lana Del Rey or something and I'm so <laughs> sick of it. And I can't think of anybody else that I listen to. I'm like, I don't know any, so I can't think of anyone. I keep, I keep playing, um, who did, uh, Roy Orbison. Oh, I keep nice. playing Roy Orbison, which is nice. Not every time. No. He's just so oh, sick of this. They're candy-coloured man, they're called a Sandman. No, it's like, let's, oh, God, stop doing it. I believe his kids died in a house fire. Did they? Yeah. Oh. It's, he, he's like, he had a sad he's voice. A, yeah, sad voice, sad, and, tragic life. Yeah. Kind of. he, he was on the comeback trick. He was friends with Johnny Cash, wasn't he? He's uh, weirdly in the Johnny Cash Museum in Nashville. Uh, there's just his glasses. Because <laughs> he's just, you know, he's just his mate. Uh, and they, I think they run out of trinkets from Johnny Cash. But they, uh, uh, they yeah, he, he was on the comeback trail and he lost a load of weight. 
quit because he wanted to be marketable and stuff, and then I think he died. Oh, so. God. He was in the Travelling Wilburys, wasn't he? And yes. Even when I was a kid, the Travelling Wilburys were sort of like, they were music that was for old men. And <laughs> occasionally you'd hear them on like the chart show. And the only thing I remember about it is I was like, everyone's horrible and grisly. And, and they're like they're like middle-aged. They all had sort of paunches and like and, jeans and, really tight around Roy their groins. But Roy like, like quite smooth affairs kind yeah. of, hello, I'm the, the young one. You've got, <laughs> you've got, he's essentially Paul Bearer. Yeah. And he'd come out and he'd go, um, I don't really sing. What I have is a really spooky, like frightening, <laughs> voice. Like, like, like if a ghost was a singer. Here we go. <laughs> now it would come this Ooh. sad noise. <laughs> oh, we don't like him. Um, anyway. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. But this morning, what I did was I was like, I wonder if, if it just plays like WWF themes. So right. I was like, Alexa, play WWF themes. Yeah. Kicks off straight away. Nice. Out with Randy Orton was the first one. Go, I hear voices. Oh, this is good. <laughs> By the time I was out, I was sort of like, I'll get the next one. And I'll look in the mirror and see what my entrance would be like. 
you know, not weird way. I meant like my, my professional <laughs> wrestling entrance. Not, how, how does your mirror <laughs> angle that way? Checking for cancer. <laughs> <laughs> but then it played the Shields music and then right. it was Triple H. And yeah. I was a bit like... I sort of wanted the fun ones. This is just, this is a bit sort of like muddy metal. Uh, I, I just wanted, you know what I really wanted? I want some Coco Beware. But anyway, mm. I then went downstairs and put on YouTube and I just listened to the Midnight Express's theme Good. about six times. Lucky dokey. Very much enjoyed that. Um, Lesnar is, is just, you know, really, really great. I love it when he comes out and what he exudes is just a clear and open disdain for a sport that he's excellent at. And I, I like it because it gives him that sense of, he doesn't really want to be there, and so you're lucky to see him. Yes. And yeah, I do yeah, like yeah. that about his performance. Mm. Um, poor, poor Cain Velasquez, <laughs> who he just didn't understand what what was going on. And this is a classic example of going, we have a big star, but the problem is, in his past, our big star has been defeated yeah. before, and he's been beaten in legitimate sport. Mm. So there are people out there who objectively you can say are better than our big star mm. so the wwe have used kane velasquez yeah they have basically to, to sort of basically go wrestling is the same as mma yeah and our star has just beaten the person who beat him last time exactly that kane velasquez is uh, he's it, it's just sad that they could have made something out of him mm. and instead they said we're going to make something out of you <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> suspect a thing but didn't he get like a contract like a pretty yeah. chunky contract yeah, for so, a man who never wrestled before so what happens is back in 2010 Cain uh, Velasquez is a heavyweight uh, MMA fighter he's in UFC he is destroying everyone in front mm. of him he's a really really great performer insofar as his technique was always exciting because he would just swarm people right. he was continually coming forward he wasn't <laughs> a guy who was like like a, he'd wait for you to punch and then try and, you know, get in and, and sneak through and, and react and counter. He was just a guy who would just go, I am coming for you and you will not survive it. And no one does. So he destroys Brock Lesnar for the UFC belt at um, UFC 121, 121. He just, uh, the, the match itself is, is four and a half minutes long. Yeah. And Le Lesnar knees him, takes him down. Cain Velasquez gets up and he just punches Lesnar again and again and again. And it's long enough that it's not a thing where you went lucky punch. He just absolutely drums him. <laughs> and he begins taking Lesnar, the great wrestler, down yeah. at will. Well, I watch it. He's kind of like, Lesnar spends a lot of time upside down, which you don't he see does. Lesnar upside down that often. It's sort of funny because <laughs> Lesnar's UFC career in some of his matches, it's almost like he's using pro wrestling <laughs> to make it more exciting. Yeah. And when he, he does not like getting hit, Lesnar. That was his big failure as a UFC fighter. Mm. He could hit, once but he, he got punched, hit, right. he'd be like a dog and he would be like, no, go away. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Yeah. And it would just, he could not hide the fact that if, if you punched him once, he'd go, I really don't like this. <laughs> And then you could do it again and yeah. he would do it. would just not stop. But when he goes down, he rolls a lot and he <laughs> spins and he falls over and he gets dizzy. And it's just a sort of, it's almost like it makes those fights so much more exciting because you don't want to see someone sort of like, you know, what's happening here. Yeah. With Leslie, you know, you tap him on his head and he's like, you know, as you say, tur turtling on his back, <laughs> spinning round, crying, bright red, covered in blood. Um, got a nice beard in that match though. He has, looks like a big Viking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. much looking like um, um, fellow MMA Nick. and wrestling star Josh Barnett. Right. Uh, he, he Oddly, Josh Barnett did it the other way around where he grew the beard in wrestling, but he was clean shaven in MMA. Um, 
what happens is is Velasquez, like all MMA stars, you have a window. Mm. And where he's become incredibly dominant, he begins uh, marking up some losses. Mm. And so in 2019, he decides to retire from MMA. Um, he's won the UFC heavyweight title on two occasions by that point. Um, and he decided to go into pro wrestling. He'd been a fan of pro wrestling since childhood. And he made his debut for the Mexican promotion, uh, AAA. Um, he was in their big version of WrestleMania, which is called Triple Mania. Right. Um, Triple Mania 27, he took part in a trios match, a sort of traditional Mexican six-man tag round. Uh, he teamed with Cody Rhodes and Psycho Clown, who is a big main eventing Mexican star, right. to face Texano Jr., Taurus, and Killer Cross, uh, who is now known as Carrion Cross in NXT. Um, he had quite a surprising debut because what was clear was people were expecting it, the MMA fighter, and he came out with a mask on because he wanted to sort of pay tribute to the heritage of Mexican wrestling. Yeah. And in the match, he did things like a Harakarana. And people were like, wow, he's really got something here. This mm. isn't just someone, you know, who's heavy and has a reputation. He's actually learning and he's really sort of, you know, making an effort here. And people were really excited about him. He uh, was very, very quickly signed to WWE. I think they'd had a slight relationship with him. He'd certainly been to an NXT show before. He'd done some little bit of sort of training at the Performance Center. But they often do that with celebrities. They just like come down, you know, have some fun. So they obviously had a connection. And after he did that AAA match, they signed uh, Velasquez, WWE, to a multi-year deal. Multi-year <laughs> deal. Uh, he made his debut in October on, on SmackDown, uh, which had just moved to Fox. So Rey Mysterio had been having problems with Brock Lesnar. They'd introduced Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic, and Brock Lesnar had beaten him up brilliantly uh, on television. <laughs> and they brought in uh, Cain Velasquez uh, as the former UFC champion who had beaten Brock Lesnar. Mm. Um, but they also said he was the godfather to Dominic, uh, Rey Mysterio's son. He didn't need that extra layer for me. doesn't. It's always a slight thing with Mexican wrestlers that, that they have to really... go, they're all, they're all Mates. They, they all come from one village, don't they? They can't sort of go, it's a big city and people are all different. Yeah. People have got different jobs in Mexico as well. <laughs> yes, it's not like nice. they're all like, oh, they all they're hang all around. They're all cleaners, they're all gardeners. They're all, yeah. <laughs> That's what they do in America in your racist mind. Exactly like that. So why would, why would they be helping each other out? You know, mm. they'd be helping each other out, not because Velasquez has a natural reason to hate Lesnar, which is that he's the big man making all the money and yet he's beatable. Mm. They go, oh, he's a friend of Rey Mysterio. <laughs> so let, let's get him in there. Now, what he does is he very quickly attacks Brock Lesnar, um, really convincingly, really excitingly in that mm. MMA way. And Brock Lesnar just scarpers. Mm. And so you set up a big money shot there. They have this match immediately afterwards. Yeah. There is no time. There's, no, <laughs> there's not really much build. Um, and Velasquez just loses. It's a short yeah. match. Um, they do MMA-style sort of wrestling. And then Brock Lesnar very quickly sticks him in a Kimura, an armbar, and uh, just he taps out. He, well, he taps out. <laughs> well, I guess he sort of... Because um, like Lesnar spends a lot of time kicking. Mm. And I've seen a few MMA matches of, 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 of Lesnar. He never kicks. No, ever. Not, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I, I, I like this presentation of match. Mm. Um, the thing about Velasquez is in UFC, he did look definitely better mm. than he does here. I think he's sort of in his mid-30s by here. And what he doesn't have, he doesn't have a wrestler's physique. Yeah. He doesn't have the cosmetic look. And a lot of, you know, things that, that people have learned over the years, it, like through UFC, is that being very muscular doesn't mean you're a good fighter. Yes. But WWE has always said, no, it does. No, it does, yeah. So they bring in Cain Velasquez and he doesn't have that <laughs> shredded look. But what he is, is a legitimate badass. And he yeah. does a really good job here. They had to have quite a short match because Velasquez had a, a really bad knee injury. Right. And he needed to go on to have surgery. So they just said to him, look, tell you what, 
before you have the surgery. And they just signed him. <laughs> just signed him. Just signed him. Before you have the surgery, get this one out of the way. Yeah. Then when you come back, it'll be even bigger. Mm. And Velasquez went, yes. Yes. Yeah, cool. He should have just gone, oh, no, no, no. I really can't, actually. Get squashed. Let's get this done. And then it's that thing where I don't lose and then I'm off on the bench for like six months. <laughs> Let, let's not do it that way because that seems to me like you might be trying to fuck me over. Um, they are. So they they have this decent marquee match. I think it oddly would have meant a lot more in America than it did in Saudi Arabia, mm. um, which is a sort of slightly... I mean, why they didn't sort of go, well, we've got a big show coming up in Mexico City, you know, yeah. That is a main event that mm. absolutely would have just, you know, brought the house down mm. uh, had they booked it differently. <laughs> um, but what's annoying about this, of course, is this is pro wrestling. And what you see here is you see the legitimate, genuine tough guy who was able to hand Brock Lesnar an absolutely, you know, resounding defeat. Once you get into the artificial world, they just go, well, he's our big guy. So he is going to humble and humiliate you. Yeah. Um, and he does it so big and quickly. What it reminded me of is like, if you were suddenly like you work at Barclays Bank Pete mm, and cool. I'm in there the guys say to you you are our biggest like uh bank like, boy in, investor boy <laughs> right you investor know boy, you are yeah. the best hedge boy yeah you are the hedge fund boy mm-hmm. got my own office and you say do you know what there's a thing uh, a few years ago at school I lost a fight would yes. it be possible that yes. Barclays <laughs> will employ that boy? <laughs> we can bring him up here and we'll say what we want you to do is have a fight uh, mm. with hedge boy Peter. Yeah. Um, Peter is, is going to beat you. Yes. Everyone knows it's not a real fight. Uh, and then obviously you can have a career in Barclays. And that guy says yes. Yeah. And you have your fake fight. And then and they fire you. They fire him. <laughs> that is it. And it's just such a weird thing of placating your your big boy, your, mm. your Lesnar, getting his win back. Mm. But just it, rather than going, actually, there's money in this. You know, this is someone who's beaten Lesnar. This is a credible title threat. They just go, do you know what? Let's humiliate this man. Also, the other thing about uh, Cain Velasquez, he is the first ever Mexican uh, UFC champion. He is, they are always looking for a big Mexican star. Mm. They've got Rey Mysterio, but Rey Mysterio is getting older. Everybody else they've tried, it's failed for one reason or another. Usually because they just begin losing faith in them. Yeah, and, he, they, and they put them all in a tag team and call them the, the Mexicans. Exactly. <laughs> or, you know, they, they have that thing about going, you're a huge global international star, but you continually have to reference your Mexican heritage. Yeah. And you continually hang out with other Mexicans. And yeah. you, you continually drive a wedge between you and the American fans. Mm. What you could have had with Cain Velasquez is someone who, certainly for a, a, a period could have been that huge Mexican baby face that they've never been able to, you know, click with. Um, following the match, what they have here is Lesnar begins just attacking Velasquez with a chair. Uh, <laughs> then he picks him up and gives him an F5 uh, on the chair. <laughs> they would have said to Velasquez, this is so that you can then, you're injured and you have to have your knee surgery and we'll blame mm. it on Lesnar. And when you come back, you'll have a reason to want to beat him. <laughs> uh, and instead what happens is, of course, he's had the match He's tapped out clean. Mm. He's then been absolutely beaten the shit out of. <laughs> and Rey Mysterio has to come and save him afterwards. Mm. Um, uh, uh, it, it, this has killed Cain Velasquez's value completely. Yeah, uh, There's one thing that made me go, they, uh, they haven't invested in him at all. And it's a really clear sign. In the actual poster that they have, and the sort of bit on the network that shows you what the show is, 
they didn't take a photograph of Cain Velasquez. Right. And what they've done is they've sort of photoshopped his face onto another Someone picture of body. his... I think it's his, his like head. But they, they must have been like, I don't like the expression he's doing in that one. Yeah. Take the face off that one and put it there. <laughs> the and eyes got, off someone else. Yeah. Do, do you want me to take a long time? No, take about, uh, do you know, just 10 minutes. Don't, don't need <laughs> don't to go crazy Use one of those automatic filters that you can use. <laughs> yeah. They're a bit shonky. It does not look... It looks, it looks like an identikit picture of Cain Velasquez mm. done by someone who believes that he's stolen something from them, you know, <laughs> because they're racist. It's it's just so weird. Yeah, um, but, but they've still got like years and years of him left on 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 Ken Velasquez's. Uh, they have, yeah. Contract. Yeah, th- this is the one televised match he has in his WWE Lovely. career. He Brilliant. will have one other match in his entire WWE career. That's a house show in Mexico City. <laughs> A mid-card match where he and Humberto Carrillo, another Mexican, naturally they're pals, yeah. uh, they beat the OC uh, in Mexico City. Mm. That was a mid-card match. And that was it. He did two matches. Um, he'd signed, Money well spent. He'd signed in, I think, October 2019. <laughs> and in April 2020, he was released from his WWE contract. Um, the uh, they, they said at the time it was because of COVID, it was budget cuts. Um, how do, is there kind of I mean presumably with any contract you have a cooling up you, you know you can sort of go right well after a year we could give you half money or whatever and uh, yeah sort of like... but there are other things within them so there was something that came up with the firing of Braun Strowman a couple mm. of months ago which is that one of the things that Braun Strowman having got a very very you know good contract I think worth over a million dollars a year what he hadn't asked for which a lot of people do ask for is a no cut clause and right. so there is that thing of going here it is but of course unless you've gone I need a no cut clause they can exercise their their thing to just go, we're going to cut you. So he he was there for six months. Um, Two matches, uh, one loss, and the other one presumably filmed but never seen. I mean, just just really Terrible sad. lawyering. They later said about him, they said it, it was all, when, when it turned out that they didn't need to do budget cuts because mm. there was loads of money as a result of the pandemic era. The costs came right down. Yeah. Uh, TV rights went up and they just made an absolute killing. Um, they said it was, uh, there were rumours that, that, that came from internal WWE sources that said it was more to do with backstage issues. Normally that means like, um, you know, you've got a bad attitude yeah. or you're, you know, you're causing problems. Um, the stuff they listed made it sound like they were desperately reaching yeah. for... Parking violations. Know, it, it, uh... I mean, it is literally like that. Uh, he, they said he was supposed to be in the 2020 Royal Rumble. Uh, that would have been six months after this show. Mm. Um, they 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 said they always said he was injured, so he couldn't do it, and then they cut him. Um, they later then said he told a load of people that he was going to be in the rumble, uh, and that ruined the surprise. Um, <laughs> then they said he'd shared a photograph on his social media of him and Ronda Rousey uh, at WWE headquarters, mm. and they were like, and that actually it was a surprise that Ronda Rousey was coming back. So that kind <laughs> of ruined that because then everyone uh. knew she was talking to us. I mean, just. You know, come on, fucking out. Yeah. You know, this isn't it. Mm. Um, it. It just all sounded like bullshit. Mm. They'd got rid of him. They, they'd done what they wanted. Oh, a, a contract is only ever the start of a negotiation uh, when it, it all goes to shit. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, having got what they wanted, they then sort of went, do you know what would be good? Let's also slightly, you know, say it was his fault that <laughs> we got rid of him. Um, there, there have been rumours that uh, there's Ray Mysterio, I think back in November of last year, so so again, sort of eight months ago from now, mm. he was the last person really to talk about Cain Velasquez. And he said, there's a lot going on sort of backstage at the minute. We know, and it sounded like it was, he, I, you know, the, the, the contract thing may not be entirely sort of sorted. <laughs> right. But Ray Mysterio did say, I do think he's going to come back at some point. Mm. Um, I, I, it just seems like he's a guy who loved wrestling. And they managed to kill Take that love, yeah, in in six months. I mean, what a poor lad. Well, I mean, I I enjoyed that match. 
I liked Cain Velasquez. Yes. In the little bit, you know, he comes out, he's got a tattoo across his chest that says Brown Pride. Mm. And I can imagine, you know, if you were Vince McMahon, you'd see that and go, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like I any don't kind like, of pride. I don't, I don't like any he, kind of pride. People, some people have got to know their place. You know, <laughs> uh, I thought that was it. But I think, you know, it is a shame. I think he could have been, he could have been exciting. He's also got what all pro wrestlers need which is he's got quite a mean face. Yes, yeah. You know? And uh, I think also in that match, Paul Heyman is wearing a record amount of rouge. <laughs> it always looks like he's piling more rouge every time he's found a, he's found a richer red you to put know, on his cheeks. You know that's just his heart. His, just, his, his heart is, is so firing amazing. out that blood because he's got he's quite a tubby boy. Amazing. They're like mm. just firing it out to keep the reserves in different parts of his body in case it needs it. Because <laughs> like, it might not be able to get it round in quick enough. He, I, I mean, I think also maybe if you're near Brock Lesnar, I bet Brock Lesnar radiates heat yes. really hot it just looks like a radiation yeah, point, like, a, like a massive isobar <laughs> just boiling hot oh, what a disgusting big man oh dear uh, well wow look one match great mm. and a lot of lot of history a lot of backstory mm. a lot of UFC chat why do you always defend oh no no match? I'm boasting about it boasting about it boasting your move the rest of the podcast you, look, let me tell you since I know that we're the ninth biggest podcast yeah. you know, in wrestling in the world mm. it's it's been just transformative <laughs> it really has I, just, I, I don't I no longer feel like I'm wasting my time no you bought that Maserati you've always been yapping oh, on about oh I think this might be episode 200 what yeah no it's either 200 or 199 I mean well we could have known this before we met in the studio surely I mean uh, I mean neither matters <laughs> <laughs> hey, I finally got you those shampoo bottles. Hey! The shampoo bottles are here. So excited. I've been promising these, and mainly on the Patreon, because that's when I remember. Oh, uh, look at that. But someone sent in some uh, shampoo bottles where the WWE had just um, witlessly and artlessly uh, licensed their, uh, the, the, oh, their characters. That's from Ian Murray. I do appreciate that. Thanks, Thank Ian. you, Ian. That is great. These are great. Uh, look, look, a little um, Seth Rollins and uh, a Randy Orton shower gel. <laughs> they look so shit. I they're, like it. They're bodies, but they haven't bothered putting heads on nope in the old days they did definitely have plastic heads and that yes. would have been the key thing to this and they've obviously <laughs> said well if you want the plastic heads molded it's 5p extra and they've just gone no no, no just, just the, the bodies just the bodies just make it look like um you're some kind of mad killer and <laughs> you you killed dean ambrose and, and this is this is basically the, the shower bottle looks like before you put dean ambrose's body in the suitcase yeah. to dump it off the pier. <laughs> like and you've wrapped this stump of his neck in blue bandages. Like gaffer tape. Yeah. Because you wow. didn't want it squirting all over the landlady's, like, you know, uh, landing. <laughs> oh, amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, look, always worth saying, I know I know, we go on about being the ninth biggest wrestling podcast in the world. And you'd yeah. naturally think, oh, well, you know, you must be absolutely rolling in money. I, I'm, I, I could, could not I could be further Always, from the always do <laughs> with free merch. So... <laughs> Just, just do let me know. You can see how delighted I am at three yeah. disembodied shower gel just heads. empty, mini, travel-sized shower gel Could pockets. not be happier. <laughs> Wrestle me, please! Wrestle me, Mark! Wrestle Me is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.